Let me start with this question. In your opinion, are you a child of God? In your opinion, what you think, because it's just your opinion, you know that, right? In your opinion, are you a child of God? And does that matter more than what God thinks? Is a good question too, right? In your opinion, are you a child of God? Hopefully you can answer that yes or no. If you can't, hopefully by the end of the service today, you'll be able to answer that yes or no. Turn over to John 8. Uh, You're probably already there. And uh, we're going to do our best to answer three questions to help us judge ourselves correctly. So the title of the message today is Judging Myself Correctly. Judging Myself Correctly. So by the time you leave here, I'm hoping that you can judge yourself correctly. Everybody up for that? Okay, a few people. Anybody else up for that? Come on, let's judge ourselves correctly. Let's, let's rightly divide the word of God and let's look into the mirror of the law and let's say, am I or am I not? And if we could just deactivate our inner lawyer again today and be like, you know, I came in, I'm pretty sure I'm saved. That's fine. That's a good stance. I'm pretty sure I'm saved too, okay? But, but can we like come off of that onto like, let's just get to zero and ask the questions and the proof is in the, the text that either I will be, yes, saved, or I am, yes, saved, or I'm not, and I need to be. Um, okay, here's what you need to know uh, right now, right out of the gate. This is such a cool passage. <laughs> this is like when we were kids. Remember when we were kids? And we were like, yeah, but my daddy. Remember that? This is like a who's your daddy message, okay? So, like, so remember it's like, my... My, my neighbor said to me, like, my daddy's so cool. And I said, well, my daddy's cooler, right? And then my daddy's like, uh, and then my neighbor said to me, uh, Jason, he said, well, my daddy works at Mayo Clinic. My dad was a cook. I was like, well, my daddy's bigger than your dad, <laughs> right? And then he's like, well, my daddy's smarter. And then I, and I said, like, How do you, what, what do you do to that? Like, my daddy can beat your daddy up. Right? So, I mean, you just, it's a who's your daddy, go back and forth, um, and I just want to, um, my daddy's stronger than your daddy kind of thing, um, and so we're going to ask these three questions and see if your dad is the strongest, okay? You ready for that? You want to know if your dad is the strongest? I want to know if my dad's the strongest, and I, I, I know he is. So, let's read verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him. How many had believed in him? It was in the verse right before. How many had believed in Jesus because of this argument? Many. Many people believed in Jesus. There's many people that believed in Jesus. And I think that's an astounding statement. Many believed in him. And he said to those that believed in him, now, now just, I'm going to throw this on the screen because this is really important. This is, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and we're going to test that right now, but if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, this verse right here, it's a verse and a half, is what you need to take home with you. This is it. This is the whole sermon. If you memorize this, if you do this, you're in, right? It, it, this is, and it's not a do, it's a be, right? You get that, right? And I say do, and it's like, oh, I mess them all up. If you, it's an if though, we got to question it right now. If, Jesus says if, and he's speaking to believers, right? If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. So there are some false disciples and there are some true disciples. 
Based on his statement, you can be a false disciple and you can be a true disciple. You are truly my disciples if you abide my word, and you will know the truth. I mean, know it, intimate. Like Adam knew Eve, kind of know the truth, okay? And the truth will set you free. Knowing the truth of God's word, being able to live inside of those parameters is complete freedom for me and for you. All right, so he's talking to believers. Now look at the next word. They. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you you will become free? Can you just feel the self-righteousness? I mean, the self-deception? Okay, let's just like, we've never been slaves. Egypt? Judges, you were slaved to seven different countries? Assyria? First ten tribes up in the north? Babylon? Two tribes in the south? And by the way, right now, you're enslaved to Rome. I'm like, this is just dumb. I mean, this is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So it begs to ask, is this the believers talking? Because he said he was talking to believers. So I like struggled with this. I'm like, man, they're really not believers if they're answering this way. And I think there are some believers that would answer this way, or at least some people that would call themselves believers, that would answer this way, and I think you need to check yourself. But I think, and again, think, I don't know, but I think, I think, have you ever been interrupted in a conversation? You're like talking to somebody, you're like, hey, you know, if you, uh," and then they're like, hey, (laughs) you know, and so I think Jesus gets interrupted by the Jews. And if you go back to the passage, all the they's up above there are the Jews, right? And, uh, and then it's going to continue to be all these the Jews. So I don't think the believers got a word in edgewise. I think this is the Jews, the religious leaders that are like, what are you talking about? And I think they're trying to twist the words of Jesus, just like Satan did in the Garden of Eden, and dissuade or persuade these people away from believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God since they're believing. So there's a battle for you, for your heart. There's a battle for you, for my mind. Every day, because the people of the world are like, hey, 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 here's my argument. And God's like, the truth. And we're in this tension. Are you in this tension? I'm in this tension every day, where I'm like, uh. So what do you do? Well, let me read the question here. The number one question, first, first question, am I continually committed to God's Word? Am I continually committed to God's Word, to the Bible, to the words of Jesus? He says, to my Word. Am I continually committed? You're like, well, yeah, I was committed once. Like when I first uh, got saved, I, I read the Scriptures. How's it going now? right? So it's a continual, every kind of day, week, month, keep going back to it. Now, I'm not judging. Breaking free from judgment, right? I mean, I sat in a small group. The guy said, I read, I read the Bible four times this week, and he was all sheepish about it, like I didn't get seven. And I was like, dude, 
You read the Bible four times this week. Are you serious? That's amazing. There's people that didn't read it at all. And I think that's what we all have to do. we got to turn it on its head. Stop being judgmental. Well, you didn't read seven times. You must not be holy. What? The Word is precious. If you read it at all, it's a huge win. And the more you read it, the more you'll want to read it. And he's going to walk out of that small group, not in shame and guilt and all, woe is me, I only got four out of seven, and stink again next week, right? He's not going to do that. He's going to be like, I did four times. I bet you I could get five. Let's go. So we have to, we have to love one another and build one another up that way. Um, but notice their response was negative. And in the passage, all you're going to see is negative responses. So what not to do is what you're going to see. Don't answer this question this way. Answer it a different way than that, right? Am I continually committed to God's word? Uh, negative answer. Um, self-righteousness and self-deception. That's what I'm committed to. The, 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 they say. They say, that's what I'm committed to. Self, self-righteousness and self-deception. Keep reading in verse 34. Jesus answered them, they, them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Who's good at practicing sin? Now, come on. You got to all get your hands up. You've been sinning since you were like zero. You are good at it. And I am too. I can fool myself into thinking sinning isn't sinning anymore. We, there's not a person that's hearing my voice or will hear my voice online ever that isn't a practicer of sin. So lest you go, well, what does practice mean? And well, how many times did I have to sin? And Dude, you're in the wrong spot right now. You are a practicer of sin. You uh, go to Ephesians chapter 2 and read the first four verses, right? We are all enslaved to sin. So practice sin is a slave to sin, and the slave does not remain or stay, abide in the house forever. The son remains forever. A good reference to Ishmael and Isaac. That's what he's doing. How do you think they're going to get to the Abraham talk? He throws down the Ishmael-Isaac talk, and they're like, oh, we follow you, right? So he says this statement. So if, again, if the son, not little s, big S, the son, the son of God, has set you free, you will be free indeed. If the Son of God sets you free, you will be free indeed. How many of you are trying to get free from sin on your own? Come on now. I am not the only one trying to like, oh, I'll mess with this one. God, you can take care of that one now. But I'm muscling this one up. I can't tell my small group. I can't tell anybody. I'm going to muscle this one up. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be... That's going nowhere. Get the sin out in the living room. Tell the whole world, I don't care how nasty it is, it'll go away if you confront it face to face. Cut the head off that thing. There is no victory in hiding your sin. There's no victory in hiding your sin. We are slaves. We practice sin. But we have a Savior if we submit to the Son, right? The Son sets us free and we will be free indeed. And then he says, I know that you are the offspring of Abraham. Ishmael, Isaac, are you a slave or are you a son? Yet, you seek to kill me. 
Because my word finds no place in you. My word, my word, my word, my word. Get that, those, write those two phrases, write those two words down on your page. This is what it's all about. My word, my word. And then he says this. I speak of what you, I have seen with my father. Who's my daddy? I've, I speak of what I've seen with my father. And you do what you have heard from your father. The inference in the text is we have different fathers. And yours ain't Abraham. <laughs> you know, that's the inference in the text. And so he gets after it with them. And uh, I just want to point out a couple things here. Jesus exposes our thinking, our feelings, and our good enough mentality, our pride, really. He exposes that when he speaks. He's the light of the world. He's shining the light on us today. Do you feel it? You feel a little exposed? I feel a little exposed when he speaks. Here's the second thing. I just want to, I just want to give this to you. I'm not, nor will I ever be good enough for anyone but Jesus. That's another principle I've learned in this text. I am not, nor will I ever be good enough for anyone but Jesus Christ. That's freeing. Praise the Lord. All right, here's the last little principle that I took out of this. Suffering and sin are a real thing. Know it and be biblical in your response to it. Don't be surprised by the fiery trial that comes upon you. Don't be surprised. It's coming. Because Satan hates you. The world hates you. He owns this world. Man, our church has been a lot, through a lot this year. Some from my own sin, some from others. And I'm just telling you, I was surprised. Shame on me. Please forgive me, church. I was surprised by suffering and sin. I thought since we had five years of great church that that just meant we would have 50 years of great church, Right? We've had eight years of great church. It just didn't look the same all the time. And I think that's where we got to grow up and be mature. It, it, it could be hard, but it could still be good. So don't be surprised by the fiery trial. If you want to go read a passage on that, because I've been reading it, is First uh, Peter 4. So I'm going to preload your devotions for this week. How about that? First Peter chapter 4, all right? Get after that. First Peter chapter 4. All right, now, keep moving. He continues in the Word of God, and uh, what, what, I, what I'm going to say here is if you, if you continue to abide, if you continue to be committed to the Word of God, okay, that is a mark of your salvation. If you continue to be committed and continue to read it again and again this week, today, this month, again and again, if you continue to say, if it says this, give, love, forgive, rest, whatever God's teaching you in the Word. If it says this, then I'm going to do this. If that's you, right? And not perfectly so, because we're never perfect. Then that's good evidence of your salvation. So how's that working for you? How's it working for you uh, when it comes to doing what the Word of God taught you this week? Did you read it and be like, yeah, okay, got to do that? Did you read it and be like, oh, yeah, okay, going to do that? Or were you like, I don't want to read it. It's going to tell me to do something I don't want to do. 
We kind of get that way when we're living in sin. We're like, I'm avoiding that at all costs. Or maybe it's like this for you. You know, the Bible just doesn't make sense to me. I open it up. It's just like black and white. I just can't. It doesn't come to life. It's not color to me. It's, it's just, ugh. I want to say this to you in a loving way. That's good evidence that you're not saved. And that is not a judgment on you. That is actually a plea from Jesus Christ himself to say, be honest with yourself and be saved today. Down with this notion like everybody that walked in here has to be saved when they walk in. That's self-righteousness. We can kill that in our church today. The day that God calls you to be his own, the day, because it comes from God, not from yourself, the day that Jesus says, you're mine, and you're born of God, not by the will of man, not by the will of the flesh, not because you were born into a Christian family, that's the day you accepted Jesus Christ. And that day, by God's grace, could be today. Can we just acknowledge that, believers? I thought I was saved, and then I got saved. God had to shake me and say, you self-righteous little man. Like, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You say you know me, you say you, but you act like the world. He had to get a hold of me. So how's it going for you? Um, or are you just trying to escape the light today? You're like, ah, stop. Could you go to the next point? Stop shining the light. I'm just kind of like done with this. I'm going to go to the next point. Here's how I'm going to go. We're going to see two uh, passages on the screen to kind of get us to the next point. So here it is, Romans 10. Brothers, Paul speaking about the Jews, the ones that are ridiculing Jesus. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them, the Jews, is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. They show up at church every week, but not according to the knowledge for being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. That's really what we're doing today, guys. We're judging ourselves and we're really finding out if we're being submissive to God. For Christ is the end of the law of righteousness, self-righteousness, to everyone who believes. There is no self-righteousness to everyone who believes we got to get it out of us. All right, let's keep going. Point two. No, one more verse. I said two, didn't I? Okay, yeah, I remember now. Galatians chapter three. These are just passages you could preload in your devotions this week. Galatians chapter three, talking about uh, Abraham a ton. For in Christ Jesus, you are all made sons of God through faith, through faith, not through works, not through coming to church, not through being baptized when I was an infant, through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. There is neither smart nor dumb. There is neither cool nor cooler. There is neither I work at male or my dad's bigger than you. just to put it in our language. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Do you realize that? We are one in Christ Jesus. 
Everyone that calls the name of Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, is one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Jesus promised. God promised. And I believe it's going to happen. I haven't seen the fulfillment of the promise, but I believe it's accomplished. And that's, that's what Abraham did. Next point. So, am I continually committed to God's word? That's the first question. Yes or no? You are or you aren't? Be honest with yourself. Am I walking by faith in God's promises? God promises to be faithful. God promises to give you everything you need. Everything you could ask or imagine. God promises to give you all you need for life and godliness. God promises you so much. When you give to him, he'll open the floodgates. God promises so many things in his scripture. Am I walking by faith in the promises of God? Or am I trying to pull myself up by the bootstraps again today? So read it here, uh, verse 39. They answered him. I'm going to get snarky again. Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if, if. Okay, so he's, he's kind of condemning them, kind of giving them, uh, you know, kind of like what I'm trying to do to you. is like, I'm not trying to condemn you, but I'm trying to give you like a question. Like, are you saved? Just, just let's answer. Let's answer that question. Let's judge ourselves correctly. I want to judge myself correctly today. He says, if you were Abraham's children... You would be doing the works Abraham did. I'm sure they were confused by that because they were doing a lot of works. But can we just all be honest with us, uh, with each other about what the works of Abraham really were? What was the works of Abraham? Faith, right? Faith. So flip over to um, Hebrews chapter 11. I'm just going to read for you just a couple verses here from Hebrews chapter 11 just to get you caught up on what Abraham what his works were, okay? I just want it to be clear because I think the Jews are really confused. So if you're here, you're like, yeah, works, that's what I'm doing every day. I'm just trying to be good enough every day. Here's what Abraham was like, um, recounted in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, the hall of faith. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in a land of promise, in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive. That's what they were believing God for even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, him as good as dead, 100 years old, were born descendants, as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of the sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them, And greeted them from afar. That is awesome. And having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on this earth. is in our home. For people uh, who speak thus, people that speak like this, make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. 
They're seeking heaven, eternal life. If they had been thinking of the, that land from which they had gone out, earth, they would have had opportunity to return. Have you returned to earth this week? Maybe you have. I have. Why? Because we're thinking about the wrong things. We keep returning to earth. Our, our, our thing is heaven. That's our home. Let's live in faith in the promises of God. But as it is, they desire a better country, and that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He was ready to kill him. He was going to sacrifice his only son. And he had... And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac your, shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. That's the picture of the son that's set free. Isaac on the altar. His dad willing to kill him as a sacrifice. And how far down did the knife go before God said, wait. I'm going to make a sacrifice for you. What a great picture. God gave us a sacrifice in Jesus Christ, His Son. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Because He has victory over the grave, over sin. He's risen His Son from the dead. We know the rest of the story. These guys didn't know that yet, but they were about to. The works of Abraham did. I'm back in chapter 8. But now you seek to kill me. He's kind of on this kill me thing. Legit or not? We're going to find out the truth in a second. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. Verse 41. You are doing the works of your, your father did. They said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. Burn. Your mama didn't even have a daddy. Right? Joseph's not even your father. You're a mutt. You're a runt. That's what they're saying to him. Words cut. You ever heard your mama jokes? Come on now. Can I go there? I better not. At least it's not Mother's Day. But that's what they make me think of, right? I had somebody print out your mama jokes. I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. Because <laughs> it always starts with like, your mama's so, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> your daddy jokes. Because we're talking about your daddy today. Anyway, that's kind of what they're doing. They're insulting him. They're seeing how much they can cut him with their words. And they lay down the trump card, look at it. We're not born of sexual, sexual immorality. They're going to up their game, not Abraham. We have one father, even God. I'm God's son, Jesus. 
Now, some of you walked in in that posture, not saved, thinking completely you are saved, shaking your fist at Jesus Christ saying, God's my father. I grew up in the church. I was baptized when I was an infant. I'm doing good every day. And holding it tightly like it's going to save you. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I pray for you. And I pray that today will be your day of salvation. Because these guys are giving us a great picture of how not to judge yourself. We walk by faith in God's promise that one day I'll be good. Because right now I'm not. Right? Sin is entangling. It separates us. We repent of it. We get free from it. We have a good day or two. And then it comes back and it tries to hinder us again. Because we live in a world where that's the cycle. And we might grow longer and deeper as we mature and are sanctified in Christ. Praise God. But we are never, to the day we die, going to be free from this thing we call sin. The Son's going to set us free. And I believe in that promise one day. And I believe that it's happened already. I just haven't fully realized the promise yet. Keep going. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. Truly they don't love him. For I came from God and I am here. We have the same daddy, you say? Then we ought to be brothers. How's that working? I came not on my own accord, but, but your daddy then, if you say that, and my daddy sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? Is it because you cannot bear to hear my word? Remember our key verse for the year. Is it not because you can't bear to hear my word? And John 10.27 says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. Praise the Lord. I want to hear your voice today, God. You, verse 44, this is like a very, very key passage to knowing Satan and what he's like, his character. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning. Cain, Abel, killed Adam and Eve spiritually. You can go look that up in 1 John 3 as well. You can look in Genesis 3, preloading your quiet time this week. We're going to get in the Word this week, eh, church? Come on. And does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. How do you know if Satan's telling a lie? If he opened his mouth and he's speaking, he's lying to you. It's easy. Right? It's just sometimes my talking to myself and lying to myself too in that self-deception. This is the negative here. There's a negative reply from them and it's stubborn unbelief. They just shake their hand in his fist. No, you're not God. No, you're not God. No, you can't be our Savior. Abraham is. No, God himself is our daddy. And they're in this battle of stubborn unbelief. And maybe you're here today 
And you're like, over my dead body, am I getting saved again? Right? I hope it's over Jesus' dead body, actually, that you would be saved. Rather than out of works or anything else that maybe is tripping up your mind. The works of Abraham is faith. He believed that God would do it. And he saw it. He believed so much he was like, it's done. I love that. You can keep going. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Stubborn unbelief. Which one of you convicts me of sin? Now, I just want to point out that verse quickly. Which one of you convicts me of sin? Now, this is a don't try this at home verse. All right? Like, disclaimer on this. There's a few verses in the Bible. You're like, how many of you guys want to be like Jesus? Read a really? You don't want to be like Jesus. I'm calling you out right now. Is your arm heavy today? You, went, you worked last night, didn't you? Okay, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Like, I want to be like Jesus. All right, so I read his word, and I'm like, whatever he does, I'm doing. Aren't you like that? I'm journaling away. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I get to this and walking on water. And I'm like, eh, I think that's only for him. Right? I mean, don't try this one at home. Don't try this one with your wife. It's not going to go well. <laughs> don't try this with your kids. Hey, which one of you convicts me of sin? Come on now. Oh, dude, there's going to be some conviction. It's going to come. They're going to tell you straight up. So be careful of that. Walk by faith uh, and don't think you're too good. Okay. If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Stubborn unbelief. That's the response. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. Now, if you're confused right now about whether you're of God or not, John 3 is your passage to go to this week. John 3. Jesus tries to explain to one of these religious leaders how to be born again. How to be born from above. Not born into good works. <laughs> not born of my own will or flesh. Not I'm going to come to church and make a different person out of myself. A legitimate come to Jesus, God goes, bam! And you're like, I'm saved, and I know it, and I'm never going to doubt it in my life. That's what I'm talking about. When you're really saved, you'll know you're saved. You won't question it. Satan will have no way to doubt that, right? You're, you're like, you're going to walk in it. You're going to continue in it. Trust me. Let's get to the third one. All right, last one. Got to roll quick. Um, here's, here's the question. Am I, con am I continually committed to God's word first? Yes or no? Am I walking by faith in God's promises? What has God promised you? Are you walking in that, that he's going to do it? Am I learning and applying God's word? Am I learning and applying God's word? See, that's evidence of salvation. I want to learn from God. I'm teachable. And I want to apply it to my life. I don't want to just be a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer also. Am I learning and applying God's word. The key, uh, I'm just going to read this quick. I know it's already been read, but it's just easy. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan, that's a racial slur, and have a demon? You're a heretic. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, who's your daddy, and you dishonor me. 
Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Who do you think he's talking about? God the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, underline that in your Bible. That's the key to this point. Learn and apply. Learn and apply. Learn and apply. Hear his word, hold to his teaching. Hear his word, hold to his teaching. Hear and hold to. Hear and hold to. That's what keep means. Keeps my word, he will never taste death. They answer him. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets died? I mean, now it's getting snarky. Who do you make yourself out to be? You are really self-righteous, Jesus. Who do you think you are? That's what they're saying. Who do you make yourself out to be? I think that's a great phrase. Who do you make yourself out to be? Because Jesus is like, I'm not making myself out to be anything. I am. And uh, I think that's the question for us too, believer, unbeliever, person in the pew, right? Like, hey, who are you making yourself out to be? If you're making yourself out to be someone, something, if it's not real, just stop now. We all love you anyway. Just stop now. Stop phony baloney in it. That's not going to end well in eternity. Just come to Christ and be like, dude, I'm in. Help me, Lord. I'm not making myself out to be anything. Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, he is our God. Really? But you have not known him. I know him if, he's on this question thing again, if I were to say, I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him. And I keep his word. Underline that. Keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced and he would, that he would see my day. He saw it. Remember, he looked ahead and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, it's not like, you know, I was around when Abraham was around. I preceded Abraham. This comes from Exodus 3.14, uh, if you want to write it down in your Bible. Exodus 3.14. This is really what he's quoting, where God said to Moses, when Moses says, who shall I tell them that I am? He says, I am that I am. I am. I am the pre-existing one. I was here before everything. I'll be here after everything. I am. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Boom. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself, supernaturally, and went out of the temple. Now listen. Wasn't Jesus telling the truth when he said, you want to kill me? 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 Like, yeah, we don't want to kill you. What are you talking about? And then they like pick up stones to what? To kill him. Okay, so if you're here and you're like, I don't know what to believe, Steve. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I mean, just the text itself. 
will tell you, Jesus is right, they're wrong. All right, let's finish this. The negative response here is unloving attack. So you're here today, and I'm asking you to judge yourself correctly. And you might feel like I am being unloving and attacking you in your salvation. Not my thing at all. Okay? I love you. I'm not attacking you. If you're saved, great. You're saved. I love it. And if you're not, please be saved today. I would love that. Okay? Let's see a revival in our church. Let's go for it. Now let me turn that around. What's your response to this question? Am I learning and applying God's word? Is it a loving response? Or is it an unloving attack? Why do you judge me every week, Steve? Why, why, do, you, why do you say the things you do? You make me feel bad about who I am. Actually, no, that's not it at all. I think it's the conviction that we're under, right? Doesn't the Holy Spirit convict us of our sin? There's nothing I can do to make you feel bad. There's nothing I can do to like to really hurt you. And I'm not trying to. But what's your response to the things you're hearing? Is it self-deception? No, my mom told me I was saved when I was five. I'm self-righteous. That was my thing. Right? Self-righteousness, self-deception. That was my thing. Is it stubborn unbelief? Hmm. No, man. I don't believe that. Or I believe what I want to believe, not what you're saying. Is it unloving attack? In your mind, are you just throwing darts? I'll get out of the way. You can throw them at the Word of God. You can throw it at my Word. Jesus is my Word. They could not refute the statements, so they attacked His person and His character. I hope that's not us. So let's end like this. So whose child are you? Whose child are you today? Are, of you, are you of the father, the devil? We were all born that way, right? He tricked Adam and Eve. He was everyone's father, everybody that was ever born. Ephesians 2, I'll reference it again. Have you ever had the day where you chose to have a different father? Where you were adopted, born into the family of God? Where God, our loving father, became your dad, not Satan, our lying father, right? I'm asking you to do that today. I'm not asking you to make a spectacle of it. I'm just between you and God. So I'm going to ask Tessa to sing as we just... Answer this question to ourselves. So whose child are you? And give you some time now to judge yourself correctly. Some space. Are you continually committed? Are you walking by faith? Are you learning and applying God's word? Are you a child of God, a son or daughter of the king?